Welcome to the first ever episode of Justice League Revisited. This is a brand new podcast, which we've decided to go back and watch the episodes of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited in their original airing order. And this was the brainchild of myself and the voice of Wonder Woman, who's with me right now, co-hosting this, Susan Eisenberg. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, Susan, you can speak to the fact that the, the love for this series just has never gone away. It's never gone away. And I think you and I have talked about it endlessly, right? You and I have talked about the love that's out there. We have um, begged and pleaded for the reunion for Justice League, and we we still have hope. (laughs) Sad as that may sound, we still have hope. Um, But I think you and I were just like, why don't we go back and look at all the shows and talk about all the shows? and, And that'll be joyful for the audience, for us, for other actors, for some of the people that were involved with the show. And when we talked about it to people, they were like, oh, I'll do that. So we were just like, let's do it. And we're doing it. One of the key components of the Justice League series, obviously, was we already had established Superman with his animated series. And of course, we'd already established Batman with his animated series. And one of the things that makes me so sad, Susan, is that as we go through these episodes together, one guest who should be part of the conversation that unfortunately won't be able to have going forward is Kevin Conroy. A hundred percent. I thought of that from the minute we started talking about this as an idea. Well, we actually started talking about this a couple of years ago, I think, but when it became more and more real as an objective of ours, um, you know, just made me super sad that, you know, we're not going to have Kevin on um, and that a major component of the seven is gone. And, you know, I know the fans, um, they, I don't think I've gone to a Comic-Con, James, where they haven't mentioned Kevin to me in the last year. So I know that people are still mourning him and the loss is felt um, within the fan community and with, you know, with the actors um, and all the creatives and, you know, all of us. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really sad not to have him included. And, you know, I wish we could, I wish we could do something about that, but we can't. So we'll just forge ahead and we'll bring up some good memories and, um, and think about him and talk about him. That's all we can do. Right. Exactly. And there'll be doubtless some episodes will come upon the boy would be like, boy, if Kevin was here, but I feel like we could almost treat those episodes each time we come upon those, like obviously this little piggy sticks out in my mind. We, we could almost treat them as a celebration of Kevin and be like, look what he left behind legacy wise, not just with Batman the animated series, but his impact as Batman on Justice League. Oh, the song alone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I blue? Is just that alone? We can just play that over and over and over again. That'll be the episode. that's that's our time folks thank you very much (laughs) it'll be it'll it's a daunting thing to think about not having him here to be able because i i know for a fact because he loved the fans so much he didn't need the money but he did so many of these conventions because he loved the fans and he loved the character of batman so i have no doubt that if if he were here and we said kevin we're doing an episode whatever episode that might be he would be down for it a thousand percent i mean he loved it and he was the guy who would wait um, till the last fan in line got to meet him. I mean, he was he was that devoted to the fans, and you know. So when people say, "I hope he know," I hope he knew how much we loved him. He did know. I mean, he we talked about it, so he knew how beloved he was by the fans, by the community, all of us, all of us. Not to be too down on this, I don't want to. I don't want to bring our first podcast down too much, but I, I felt like we needed to mention Kev. No, cause it'll be that, that he's uh, that dark night shadow looming over the world. He'll always be that, that voice of Batman. I'm, I know they're talking about doing new series and new Batman stuff, but there's an entire, there's, I, w- I would say an entire generation, but I literally think there's two or three generations yes. who yes. he is the voice of Batman. No question. And will always be by mm-hmm. the way, the voice of Batman. And I think how you meet these characters, I think that always stays with you. Um, 
you know, I think for people who grow up with Batman the Animated Series or Justice League or Unlimited, those characterizations, those voices, it's why people say all the time, you know, when I read the comics, I, I hear I hear Kevin's voice. Um, you know, it just it's um it's a connection that you can that can never be broken. That's all. Absolutely. And there's just the amount of talent attached to this show is ridiculous, both behind the microphones and obviously, I guess you would say in front of with the writers, directors, composers, storyboard artists and everything like that who have worked on it. So I think we'll have no problem uh, getting some fantastic people to be our guests on our show to talk about this beloved series. But that's why I also think it has had the longevity it has because of all that talent like you're talking about. If it had only been the cast, that would have been one thing. But you combine all those elements, the cast, the crew, and then an audience that grew up with these characters through our show. Um, you know, it just it makes it all very, very magical. And, I, you know, we wanted to revisit that magic, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. And we're going to bring everyone along with us as we go back. And, and I, I was like embarrassed to admit that there are probably a few episodes I haven't seen. I thought, okay, this will be so fun to even, or even I haven't seen them in like two decades. So it was just, you know, even watching the first episode, which we'll get to, it was like, it made me giddy. I was like, oh my God. I guess it would make but we'll talk sense. about that. It would make sense that you haven't seen them all because not every character was in every episode per se. So it would kind of make sense that you might not have seen them because it's like, well, I'm not in that episode, so you know, you didn't. Yeah, watch it. but I mean, yeah. Except it's like that's like getting a script and just looking for your part and not reading the whole script. You know, you want to be that person that watches a show no matter what. You know, mm -hmm. you, because you're a fan and because you love the show and you believe in the project, not because you know you have lines in it. Right. Um, so, but but you know, that's why. I mean, I'm hoping you and I we're gonna just keep moving forward through this, and and there will probably be a lot of surprises. <laughs> And especially the guest stars, you know, that I'll have forgotten about or moments in the show that I'll have forgotten about. And it's I think it's going to be really fun to revisit that. And that's what's you know? going to be such a great idea for the show is because obviously we've got me, who is just a huge fan. I've interviewed. Luckily, I've been so fortunate. I got to interview all seven of the original cast members for my mm. show, geek to me Radio. And then also we've got you who voiced Wonder Woman in all these, not all the episodes, but the majority of the episodes, obviously you were always Wonder Woman, but then we're going to bring in people who worked on that to give their perspective too. So people who are listening to this podcast, you're going to get three different perspectives, at least on the show that you who are listening, you love just as much as we did as well. And with that said, let's bring in our special guest for our inaugural episode of Justice League Revisited. He directed the first three, I'm sorry, the first part and the third part of Secret Origins because if they let him have his way, it would have been too much awesome for one particular show. <laughs> Director Dan Riva. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's wonderful. You were the first person. Susan and I thought about this and we're like, well, you know, we're going to do it in order. Secret Origins. Oh, we have to have Dan. Boom. Right out of the gate. Oh. We knew we had to have you. We love Dan. We love Dan. You know the you know it, not only is Dan like incredibly talented, but Dan is just game. You call Dan and you say, "Hey Dan, we're going to be talking about Justice League," and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm in. Let's do it. When? <laughs> One time. Blah, blah, blah. You know that's so. I love that energy. You know Dan has that wonderful energy around him. And I know Aww. we talked about it before when I uh, I hosted the Justice League panel at ToonCon in Pasadena last year i believe oh, yeah. almost a year ago yeah and yeah. dan came because dan goes hey i want to go to this i'm like absolutely you should go to this so i went with him and as we're walking around he's introducing me to frank parr and you know phil's glowing to see dan and i felt like oh, with the prettiest girl at the prom going with the football captain to the dance <laughs> i mean his the way he, everyone just dan look oh it's dan everyone was excited yeah no he's a star and like when we wanted him to do the panel he was like oh come on I'm not, who, that people aren't going to be that interested. And we're like, look at me. 
people will be thrilled and delighted to hear from you. And they were. I mean, how many questions did the guy get? Right. It oh, was yeah. like a little annoying. It was a little annoying. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually was bummed because I couldn't go out to lunch with you guys because I, I stayed behind because so many people came to, to, to you know, and I'm like, well, I, I'm here for the fans. So, yes. so guys, talk to you later. You know? Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, and that just shows, again, that the, the fans know who is involved and have that love for not just the, you know, the design of the show, the Bruce Tim animation and the cast, but obviously the fans know, oh my gosh, that's Dan's Reeve. He, he directed this episode and this episode. And, you know, so it just, again, shows the amount of love there is for this show as a entire whole. A hundred percent. So with that said, let's dig into Secret Origins. This debuted on Cartoon Network on November 17th, all the way back in 2001, which was just about eight years ago, I think. So, <laughs> yes, according to my catalog. Like... But uh, so obviously there's, you know, we've for people who might not know, um, Superman and Batman had their own series, obviously, and they, we were well into them. But, and again, see, we need to get that Wonder Woman animated series. That's been being pushed on Twitter quite a bit with Susan being the voice. But the characters yes. were, were introduced to us uh, for the first time. We'd seen Flash in an episode of Superman the Animated Series. We had a Kyle Rayner version of Green Lantern in Superman the Animated Series. But this was our first introduction to Jon Stewart, to Hawk Girl, to Wonder Woman herself, and of course, to Martian Manhunter. And I feel like Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter, we got a glimpse of, the, okay, she's on... Themyscira and you know I've got to go help man's world she steals the tiara and the the lasso and goes <laughs> is Superman... it really steal did I steal them I think is that the right word Appro steal appropriate it was your own culture so you couldn't appropriate them but I, I don't know I don't know what the know. term is steal seems a little <laughs> it seems a little harsh okay <laughs> borrowed <laughs> borrowed you didn't turn them it. in I paradise lost yeah. right you tried yes, I did. to grow up them back so uh, and but then obviously we get introduced to John Jones, Martian Manhunter, yes. because Batman and Superman rescue him, and that's how the first episode ends on that cliffhanger. Is all the army shows up, but they're actually white Martians. So Dan directing this one, what were how were you given the, I guess reins to this? How did they say here's the script, here's where we're going, take off? Uh, what was the what was it like having the inaugural episode of this being handed to you? Uh, daunting. Uh, oh. Not not only like you know seeing these heroes together for the first time, uh, setting things up, um, but uh, but just the entire uh, uh, the global scope of of this this Martian invasion was huge, and uh, Bruce had specific ideas about the design for this stuff to look different from anything we'd seen before. And so he picked up on a paperback, a science fiction author, a, a artist who did a lot of covers. Uh, Richard Powers and cued the White Martians and the technology on a lot of the the, the the abstractions that he used to do on his covers. So that that was that was one of the big things. And also, um, scale and the scope of 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 that invasion had to had to be big. And and um, and so yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty daunting to get all that stuff mm -hmm. right. Um, and we also had a lot of Martian uh, in jokes and and uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> the characters' names. Jay Allen, uh, uh, what was his name? Oh my gosh, um, uh, uh, it, it's based on Jay, Jay yeah, Allen Saint John. Right? The, no, yeah, yeah, the senator character, right? But it was he was he was uh, Jay Allen Saint John was the illustrator for uh, Carter. Jay, Jay Allen Carter. Oh, that's so it was great. a combination of John Carter of Mars. Um, uh, and JL and St. John, who illustrated all those Ed Bryce Burroughs uh, Martian stuff. So it was like a combination of that. He was also kind of designed to look a little like, um, uh, you know, the $6 million man. Um, Steve yes, Austin. Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Yeah, Austin, Steve a Austin. Bit, just a little mm -hmm. bit, because, you know, that was that was that was a little dig in there, too. Uh, the, his, the partner who, who died on Mars, I guess, Rice. Uh, uh, Ed Rice was Edgar Rice Burroughs. So I wondered about that. Like, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of these things are kind of references to, to my, and then even of General Wells, Orson Wells, the Martian invasion of, you know, it's so oh, H.G. Wells, you know. So all of that stuff was sort of, we're, we're like combining all of, all of the, the Martian invasion, obviously, you know, H.G. Wells. So, you know, that was all part of the, the little in-jokes that we stuck in there. Um, but just, uh, 
this the the the, the scope of designing all of those characters and getting that stuff done in time was also daunting because we were like you know <laughs> getting the show set up as we're going and it was it was a it was a it was a pretty big thing do you remember how far in advance that you were brought in to start working on this obviously like we said debuted in november of 2001 do you remember was it uh six months before three months before no, much more than that, more oh. than that. But 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 not as not as big a lead time as Batman. You know, that was like you know year and a half of 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 getting our show going. Um, but but it was it, it it was a little bit more than that because we had just like you know just like from when the show like was approved to go to to uh, to to like getting all the characters signed and they were like the way DC had the licensing for each character. Uh, it, it was, it was difficult to, to, you know, it was like, I remember it's like, okay, we got Superman, we got Batman, those guys are in, but we'd have to like figure out our roster based on, on, on how the licensing deals with, uh, with, with DC went and, uh, Wonder Woman was the holdout. Oh, really? The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Marston estate was like, you know, there was a certain kind of deal that DC had to have to pay for, for, for her. So we almost had big Barda. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, and, and it was like, we really like needed Wonder Woman. It was like, come on, we got to have Wonder Woman. This is crazy. We wouldn't have a Justice League. It wouldn't feel right without Wonder Woman. Okay. But... Where else are people going to hear stories like this? I mean, can I, can I just say that? I mean, where, <laughs> this is the inside scoop, folks. This is the real deal. You know, this is amazing. I never heard these stories. I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. Now, Susan, weren't you the last, if I remember Andrea saying you were the last person to be cast too. You were the last role. So this was, a, this was basically, this was all held up because of Wonder Woman one way or another is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know about that. I mean, I, I think you're right about the casting and I know that they, I, I know I, I can't really speak to the whole casting thing because I'm not I wasn't in those rooms except for the room I was in when yeah, they yeah. had me there. So, yeah, I don't really know the story of, of the casting of Wonder Woman. It, it I don't tough. even know that. It was tough. It was tough. I know that lots and lots and lots of people were, were, were auditioning for it. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, and it was surprising how you you'd think, oh, that, that should, she should work out. That's a good actress. And, and it was just like some just didn't have the vocal quality we needed. There was something about, you know, when you came in, it was like, oh, Pinterest, we got it. We got it. This is it. She's it. She's got the voice we needed. Um, but when I'm telling you, it really, like, you have no idea how many people we saw. And I, I, I don't even, I can't even count because it was so many. Well, so, I know it was the, one of the luckiest days of my life. That's for sure. <laughs> and ours, too. Well, now I'm curious if you got, if depending on if you were already auditioning people, obviously you kind of don't want to wait until we get the rights to Wonder Woman and start auditioning Wonder Woman. Were you hearing, listening to people coming in to read for Barda as well, just in case no, the rights didn't come through? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, th I, I think we, we had already pretty much set, you know, it, it, the, the Barda was going to be at the last resort replacement. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you, know. you know, it's funny because Gary Cole, I remember how much publicity we did with him in the early days of the show. We did a lot of publicity for the show and for its premiere. And I, we had all these photo shoots and Gary was part of the photo shoots. And then it was like, wait, <laughs> where's Gary? Um, Gary's gone. Um, you know, Gary's the villain. And, but I can remember all of us with Gary wow. doing a ton of publicity um, wow. And it just brought it back. All of that, you know, it's like when I think about Jason Marsden doing yeah. Snapper Car. I know. And how brilliant he was in that part. He really was. Oh, he was so good. I mean, every single time he would do, this is Snapper, I would get uh, goosebumps, yeah. you know, every know, right? single time. I loved it. I loved right. it. It was so fun revisiting that aspect to it. And I have to tell you, just in, in watching the show again, seeing the introduction of Martian Manhunter was so beautiful and well done and emotional. Like it was, oh, it was really intense. I loved it. I yeah. just, and knowing, knowing the character as yeah. well as I do now, and also the actor, oh, can I just say, Carl Lumley is just the loveliest man on the planet. So all those combinations, it just, oh, it felt so special rewatching it. I loved it. I loved it. Well done. 
one of the things I oh, noticed, yeah. and I, I noticed this with a lot of series, is you know you, you you watch an episode from the first season. If you go back and revisit it after having gone through the whole season, and you have some of your favorites at the end of the series, you go back. How much the voices themselves changed. Uh, I feel like Susan, you had much more of a commanding <laughs> tone in the latter season because, again, just like any other actor finding a part, you know, for example, right off the top of my head. Kramer is not the same Kramer in season one and two of Seinfeld as he is in season seven of Seinfeld. So obviously the voices evolve as well. But you mentioned Carl Lumley, which struck me is he was a little bit more withdrawn. And obviously he were just introduced to this character. He was just freed from captivity. But when he comes back in that final episode where he's the man on the on the Great Wall of China with his wife and he turns into that huge dragon and Susan looks and goes, Hera, when she sees how he <laughs> takes out all those people. It's it's just amazing how the voices change. When you were watching this first episode again, Susan, did you notice that of yourself? Oh my gosh, it was so difficult. I, I have to say because, you know, you you tell people all the time how important an imagination is because you have to visualize these things in your head. You're not actually on location in Themyscira. They don't have the budget. Um, so you have to create that for you. And that's what Andrea Romano does. She puts you in that space and she helps for you to feel that you're there. And the script obviously does that. But when I heard some of my deliveries, <laughs> I just wanted to sink under my couch. I mean, there's a line that I say to Hippolyta when I were talking and I said, how can you say that? And I, I, it, the, the, the line before that is very quiet. And then I kind of scream, how can you say that? And I just started laughing out loud when I, watch the episode because it, I'm embarrassed, you know, I'm just embarrassed. Oh, um, it's just terrible. And I think so much of that, in, especially in the beginning, so much of it was nerves. I mean, I was so scared um, to be in that room and I just, it was so intimidating being in that room and being with that group of characters. And uh, I had done animation before, but nothing on this scale. And it was just daunting. Like, Dan was saying it was daunting. It was daunting voicing. Was. Not, yeah. So I was just nervous and it took me I'd say about two years to really feel like a comfort level. Uh, if I'm being totally honest. So yeah, it, it just totally changed, you know, and, and also, uh, you know, Andrea being there and guiding me through it and telling me to, you know, being, you know, trying to get my warrior out there a little bit more. Um, and then some lines, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cute how I delivered it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a mixed bag, I'd say. I, I just thought it was fun to hear you say, you know, Hera, give me strength for the first time. And I was like, oh, you know, you've delivered that line so many times and there's always something different and there's always a little a, a little different intent, uh, you know, pertaining to the script. But it, it's, it, it was really cool to go, well, I think that's the first time she says this. <laughs> it's it is. so neat. It is. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've written it on autographs, you know, yeah, because right. that's what people want to hear. And yeah. I wish I'd put a little bit more into it when I said it for the first time, because it seemed a little uh, mild. But, um, okay. you know, uh, it, it's it's like when I was watching, I thought, gosh, I wonder if when Dan's watching this, is he looking at, our, you know, is he looking at these scenes saying, oh, wow, OK, I would have done that different or I would have done or I love how I did that. You know, what yeah. were your thoughts on that rewatching it? Um, my thoughts were that the for the most part, the action works fantastic. There's some oh, really great stuff. The Martian stuff in the beginning, Joaquin Dos Santos, who uh, co-directed the, 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 yeah. Spider, the recent Spider-Man film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was his first board for Warner Brothers. He had boarded before wow. for, for Sony, but this was his first for us. And it was, it, he just knocked it out of the park. That was phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, it's like, uh, Adam Van Wick did, did, did so much of the action and the, and, and it was it, phenomenal stuff. Brett Blevins did the, the, the Batman with the, the, the dog, the alien dog stuff. It was, uh, it was, oh man, it was, there were so many wonderful moments that were really scary. I mean, yes. we, that's the other thing we were like pushing the fear uh, factor and the gross stuff that was like, and, and, and Cartoon Network, uh, let us do it. So, mm. you know, they encouraged us to make it as, as, you know, intense as we possibly could so we went for it and um i'm a comic book fan obviously i have been ever since i was a little kid uh i was collecting at the time and when it came out in 1997 they relaunched 
JLA as a comic book series. And the, the seven at the time were the same, except we had Aquaman instead of Hawkgirl. Uh, but I think yeah. we had, I think we had Kyle at the time instead of Jon Stewart. So, mm-hmm. but the, the plot of the first five issues is the same, slightly different. White Martians come, they show up as superheroes because they can shift form just like Jean can. They show up as superheroes and then Batman realizes something's off about these guys, figures out their secret thing. He looks like he's been killed because they take his bat plane down, but he realizes they didn't come into the wreckage because fire is their weakness, just like you guys did sunlight. So I'm curious how much of this, and I don't know if you, how much you can speak to it, Dan, how much of this first three parts secret origins was influenced by that comic book that had just come out three years earlier, four years earlier. Well, I would imagine, you know, it's not like we had the comics with us while we were boarding and all that stuff. We were going off the script. You'd have to ask rich because, because I'm sure it, I'm sure, you know, that's where it came from. Yes. Um, that, that's where they were, they were pulling from stuff from the, from the recent comics and, and, and it made more sense because, you know, we just had to make some kind of global event to bring these characters together. So, so it, it, the, the Martian invasion just seemed like a natural and, and something we hadn't done before. So, and you mentioned action before. I couldn't get over how action packed it. I mean, those are two things that jumped out how scary it was and how action packed it was. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, this is riveting. And, you know, that's not my fandom, but I was riveted because I also know the people who created it. So it was like such respect for what you did there. I mean, really, wow. Yeah, thank you. It was it was tough. And and, and people were just like giving everything to, to make it as good as we possibly could. So um, I remember George, you know, George Newbern, who plays Superman, who voiced yeah. Superman. Uh, he remember he always says when we're interviewed or at panels, he always talks about how much he was electrocuted in that yes. first season. And I have to say, yeah. <laughs> poor George, he really was electrocuted a lot. Yes. I mean, my yes. God. I, I, uh, I was about to say. <laughs> now, now this, this is a story you won't get on other podcasts, boys and girls. But Dan Reba was telling me before we went in that Andrea Romano actually had a cattle prod that she would use to zap <laughs> So. Don't you remember that, Susan? <laughs> hey, well, listen. We're more like a joy buzzer, but okay. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. And it's amazing because there were so many. I was listening for this because now that I've I've talked to so many people related to the the shows and this this particular you know DC animated universe that there be all those oofs and ahs and ah and every single one of you got zapped hit punched, blasted, or something. Uh, so is that a hard, I don't want to say it's a line, but is that a hard thing to do, Susan, <laughs> to emote like, okay, you've just been punched in the gut by an alien with a with a huge pincer for an arm. Make the sound. It's, Go. Uh, I, I think for some people it's harder than uh, for other people. I think some people are naturals at it. Yeah. I was not a natural at it. Mostly, you know, you, you have to really lose your self-consciousness. You have to really just throw throw it all out there. You know, you're going to look silly and you're going to like have your arms flailing and it doesn't matter. Just go for the sound, go for the experience. And um, Andrea was brilliant at, at really just um, walking me through that and directing me through that. And I, I got to the point where I really enjoyed it, especially when you had a string of action, like, you know, you jump and then you fall and then you get hit and then you get punched and then you have to throw a punch. You have to choreograph all of that to picture. And there's something very satisfying about being able to do that well. And um, so, no, when I started, it was... (laughs) I I think for for George and I we were like I'm sorry what you know what do we have to do what do we have to do and and then you just really you know lean into it and enjoy it and um and give into it so yeah it it was it was a work in progress I would say what I remember also was that was really cool was that by the end of the series I I remember I can't tell you which actor it was or who you were advising but at one point you actually helped somebody with that. You remember mm. how hard it was to start that and you actually were giving somebody advice and I thought 
Now, this is so cool, you know, because <laughs> you are so good at it. You're so good at it and you nailed it. And, and Thank you. you're actually like like helping others, you know, with it because they, you knew, you remembered how tough it was to-, to Well, and, and I think it's not only tough, it's scary because you yes. don't want to do it wrong. And right. I think that's the hardest thing about sitting in that room is to to just feel like one, you belong, you know, you belong there. And two, that- um, you know, just like I said, to lean into it and you can try, like there are so many, it's like a loop group, you know, there are times you're going to do something and it's not going to be right. And the director is going to say, yeah, not so much. Um, That's okay. You know, I think you just have to go for it. And I think for some people that's a little harder and it takes a little longer. And uh, when I see that in somebody else, because I know I've experienced it, it's like, you know, just, you're going to be fine. This is just, Throw caution to the wind and go for it. When well, you mentioned George Newbern, Susan, obviously he was not Superman in the Superman animated series. That was Tim Daly, right. who I'm understanding was yeah. contractually obligated to something else and couldn't commit to the series, right? It, it, I don't, I, I'm not sure exactly if it was like he wasn't allowed to, but but it was like he was out of town and, mm-hmm. and we really didn't think we could phone patch him and it was just going to be too hard to, we really wanted the group together. And, and so we, um, so we, we, we opted to, to, to go, you know, to, to recast, but, um, but he, you know, there was, it wasn't like, oh, we want to work with somebody else. It was just a thing where he wasn't as available as we would have preferred. Um, so, so, uh, you know, and George was wonderful. George was great. I, I, I wonder how I wonder how the audience who knew T- Timmy from uh, the the animated series what they thought when they first heard George. It must have you know I didn't have to follow anybody, and Kevin was obviously from the animated I, Batman. So you know it must have been. Um, I think he sounds so wonderful. He's such a he natural does. as Superman, but so is T- you know Tim is wonderful too. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure fans were like, oh who's who's this guy? Who's who's this Clark? That we've got now, James. What do you think? Because I didn't honestly, notice the I difference. Think they're so close. They are. So they are. Close. They Their are. Their vocal close. range is so close. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and and uh, you know, they, I, they, he nailed it. I did not have cable, so I was watching all of these a couple of years removed when the DVDs would come out. Because I'm like, oh, I have to see this. It's the Justice League, so I'd buy the DVDs at Best Buy, and I'd go home and watch them. Um, and it, then obviously when the collections came out, but now everything's streaming. So everybody luckily has access. But at the time I was a little bit far removed from Superman, the animated series. So when I'm buying the DVDs in 2004, I guess, uh, and watching these, I did not know that it was a different actor. I, wow. I know, and Andrea right, even right. said that Andrea says we felt so lucky that George was so close in timbre and tone to Tim that we were able to just go for it. And and I, what was funny was like it wasn't like we ran a bunch of episodes for him. Hey, sound like this guy, you know? It wasn't like he was doing an impersonation. That was just his voice. So you know, we we just we lucked out. Yeah, and he's just so natural at it when he's like you know doing those big speeches. It just mm-hmm. sounds so sincere. Yes, you know it, yes. it's it it's hard to do that it, when things can be very corny. Um, or can be like feel too corny. He he just brings yeah. such a sincerity to it yes. and an earnestness to it, like Superman. Exactly. Um, yeah, big fan, big fan. Yeah, early on, and I think the first part of Secret Origins where it picks up, you know, Superman is helping to de-arm countries around the world because they're trying to make the world mm-hmm. safer. And little do we know until later, it's at the behest of these white Martians posing as world leaders that's causing Superman to take all the nukes and all the missiles out so they can't defend the Earth. But he just, when he gets up in front of the UN and gives that speech, it's just, mm. it, you would think it's Christopher Reeve come back and delivering yes. that yeah. speech. Yeah. Yeah. George exactly. embodies the ideals of Superman just in the tone of his voice, much like Susan does with the royal carriage of, yes. of Diana. It's just, um, the voice cast is beyond compare, period. Right. No, it's, wow. it, it was. And, and and Maria was wonderful as Hawker. Uh, you know, uh, it was like, we always, that was like, oh my goodness. So good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so you know, Michael was def- the, the definitive flash. He was fantastic. And, and, and Phil's Green Lantern was, was amazing. We, we just really, really just, uh, there was just a wonderful cast. It, Michael, it, Michael's personality is such a perfect match for Flash. I mean, just yeah. that playful, boyish, yeah. um, you know, I just 
troublemaker, um, but heart as big as all get out, you know, yeah. just, oh, he's perfect. Maria, listen, I, you know, I've been so vocal. I'm such a huge fan of hers as an actor. I just think yeah. she brought her acting chops are beyond compare. What really struck me about Phil was, you know, with Green Lantern was he was kind of a jerk to Wonder Woman. Like he was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, he was kind of a jerk. And I was rookie. like, wow, I didn't remember. Rookie. And I know you know, he was. Wow, what but, a but that was on the, his shoulder. The, well, you know, the Marine thing, you know, that's yes. the thing. That's, that's, Absolutely. that's where it that comes from. It's like, not the Marines are jerks. I mean, just mean that, you know, they, <laughs> it's, it's, but, but it was just in terms of, of, of the, the, that, that sort of regimented following orders, military training, all of that mentality, you know, that, that, that he didn't, you know, he didn't know if he could trust her. For those Marines um, that right. might be listening, you can direct your hate mail to Dan Reba at. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> clarify. I, I know brains are wonderful people. I know yeah. that. <laughs> you, we go back to, back to Michael for just a moment. Uh, he was yeah. also a replacement because uh, it was it was I had it written down here. Charlie Schlatter Char- did him in yeah. Superman the animated series. Yes, and yes. also I think we got Wally West because at the time in comic books, Barry Allen was still dead. So you guys yeah. obviously went with Wally for that reason, but exactly. Michael, I, Wally West is my Flash. That's when I grew up reading comic books when Wally right. was already the Flash. Barry had, had right. passed away in crisis. And I'll tell you what, for my money, no one has nailed Wally West as well as Michael Rosenbaum. Right. Right. And I, the I, fact I, that he could do Lex as well, right, in Smallville, know, it's just astonishing to really what. Is. And the, And by the way, that whole sentence you just said, James, about um, Wally and all these other this is why I had to do the podcast with you because I don't know what you're talking about and it doesn't, it's fine. It's all good. But it's like, this is why, you know, you bring the geek to this podcast and this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I'm I'm the comic book guy who kind of goes with the backstory. Susan's obviously the the voice and the the muscle of the whole thing. And then (laughs) then we've got the pretty face. Who's Dan. This is, and Dan, and Dan's, and Dan's the good looks, but this is why we needed (laughs) Right? It's good pairing, oh, this, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. we've talked so long for about doing this, Susan. It's just the perfect, I think, storm to, there's no new Justice League content. I mean, the, they're sleeping on not having something back. Justice League versus Fatal Five was great, but it wasn't the entire cast. Again, if we go down that rabbit hole, though, we'll go down a whole different, We, I mean, we could segue and talk about that for another two hours. But hopefully everyone who... And we have. Yeah. <laughs> Susan and I text back and forth, stupid Warner yeah. Brothers. It's, uh, it's, but in all seriousness, though, I'm hoping people who are listening to this are enjoying this so far. And we want to point out, too, that any of you who have questions, because next, next episode, we're going to be doing them in chronological order. So we'll be doing Blackest Night, uh, which is obviously that's the origin. We get the behind the scenes for Phil Lamar's John Stewart Green Lantern character, which shows up in Secret Origins, but never gets that backstory. We'll be treated right. to that uh, in the next episode. So if any of you have any questions, you can get us on social media. Our account for the show is at OG Justice League. If you have questions, if you're like, hey, when you do this episode, try to get this guest. We love suggestions and tag the guest because if you're tagging the guests and Susan and I are reaching out, they're less likely to say no to us. So that's because uh, it's all about the fans, as we all know. But we did get a question. I put this out a couple hours ago before we started recording and we have... Dylan Pollock, his handle on Twitter is at Steely Dill. He asked, Dan, was there any fear about the lack of origin given for Green Lantern and Hawkgirl, for obvious reasons, or Flash? Any other heroes who were pitched to join the original league, which you kind of covered that, and we kind of discussed it, but if you could, Dan, go into a little bit more of a detail, was anyone worried? Were there any things like, ah, we kind of need to introduce John Moore? Was that like, nope, we've already got that episode coming up? Um... That's pretty much it. We we really kind of needed to focus on the story. We couldn't make it a, a, a in depth uh, origin of everybody. But Wonder Woman was absolutely crucial that we establish the mascara and and why she's there because that's like a, a very important you know part of 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 the group. And um and obviously the focus is on on the Martian invasion. So we've got we've got Jean you know set up. That's fine. But we were we knew that we would we would be able to get to the others eventually. And also because of the situation with Anagar and 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 Hawkgirl, right? We we needed to kind of like 
you know, keep that sort of under the rug and kind of like, you know, uh, you know, just just be cautious with with how we how much we said about her. Um, speaking of Thanagar, Susan, I think we have an announcement about our favorite Thanagarium. You know, we do, James. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> thanks for throwing it to me. Um, is that broadcasting talk? Um, it's Maria's, a.k.a. Hawk Girl. Um, it's her birthday today. So we're going to give a shout out to Maria Canals Barrera and wishing her a very happy, uh, wonderful birthday. Happy birthday, Maria. Happy, happy birthday, Maria. Happy birthday, Maria. Hopefully we'll get Maria on. I'm sure she'll be in several of these episodes, especially the Thanagarian one. That's one we're going to obviously want to pick her brain on particularly. Um, but just if you're if you're listening to this again for the first time, we do appreciate. Hopefully you enjoyed this deep dive. I know I learned some stuff because we've got two experts on the show. We've got Dan and Susan giving us all the insight, the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I love that DVD commentaries, one of the main reasons I buy physical media. So hopefully you can kind of watch this and go back and watch Justice League Secret Origins on streaming or on DVD and kind of enjoy this little behind-the-scenes commentary. I do a live radio show every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, called Geek to Me Radio, where we do cover the world of pop culture. If you want to go back and check out any of my interviews with the previous cast members, like I said, we've had Carl, we've had Michael, we've had Susan on several times. Uh, you can go back and check those out. Geek2MeRadio.com. Just click on the celebrity interviews link. They're in alphabetical order. You can click on the ones you want to hear and go through that. And tune in every Sunday night. You can go to ktrs.com slash stream, or if Joey V, my executive producer, is in the house, we do video on YouTube, youtube.com slash geek to me radio, or facebook.com slash geek to me radio. Subscribe there, give those pages a like. I'd appreciate it. Dan, you have an event coming up soon that I think people are going to want to go check out. Right. Uh, it is called Behind Mask Night of the uh, Night of uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm in Macon, Georgia. November 3rd and 4th, uh, you can purchase tickets through Eventbrite, uh, and, um, and, uh, Alan Burnett, Kevin Altieri, myself, and Brad Rader are, are going to be there. Wow. And, wow. uh, and, and, uh, and we'll be there answering questions and talking about the, 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 the movie and the, it's a screening, uh, well, two night screenings for for, for wow! The, How for cool the film. is that? It really is. It's really really cool. So I'm 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 thrilled, and and it'll it'll be a it'll be a lot of fun. There was a misprint in that advertisement for this screen because it said the 30th anniversary. This only came out 10 years ago, Dan. I'm confused. Because <laughs> <laughs> as we just discussed, the 90s was just 10 years ago. Come on, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's hard to believe. 30 years have gone by since I remember seeing that in the theater my senior year of high school. I mean, I went and saw it twice because I'm like, this is incredible. But to be 30 years removed from that, what what an amazing movie that was. I, I'm stunned that you got to see it twice because in 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 the, the Los Angeles area, it was only playing as a matinee. Oh. So it, it was a tough it was a tough thing to find. Uh, it was a tough uh, ticket. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was they they had a couple of ads on TV, and it was it was a uh, you know, be oh, Christmas Day, it's going to be there, and, and and we couldn't find because they were like pushing some big live action thing, hmm. and so they didn't want to be bothered with you know this this kitty movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it was like oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, Village Square I think Cinema. All... I saw it. I saw it twice. I went two days in a row because I'm like, I got to go see that again. They were playing Village Square Cinema is no longer there, but obviously, thirty years later, people are still sure. wanting Batman: The Mask of the Phantasm. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. And I think it's been proven who, uh, who does live, who, the difference between live action and animation, who, who's better at it. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. I think history has, history yeah. has shown us, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And with yeah. your stuff, I know you're working on some stuff too. I'm not sure how much of it you can talk about Dan, but if people want to keep up with you more, if they want to find out more about you, uh, you're on Facebook it, websites, social media handles other than Facebook. I, I have uh, uh, danreba.com, uh, which has some comments, uh, or uh, you know, you can you can contact me through that. Um, and then uh, that, that I don't, yeah, it's it's rudimentary. You can see you know my work and stuff uh, through there, um, danreba.com. Uh, and what else? Uh, and I'm also I'm doing uh, some some commissions for uh, CGC. Yes. Still, uh, uh, wow. So, so, Amazing. Yeah. 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 So we still have a few more weeks, uh, of, uh, 
of, of uh, it's open. I think they might be extending it, but it's till uh, uh, October sixth or so. Uh, they might extend it. So hurry if you wanna if you want a commission from me um, to to do a uh, you know illustration cover blank cover cover you know whatever. Send That'd those blank covers in, folks. Send them into CGC and uh, have Dan. I mean, I, I remember last year being blown away. You were doing daily those sketches on, I believe, post-it notes of yes. Man Bat and Clayface and Scarecrow all through the month of October. It was brilliant to see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Susan, uh, obviously, you're very active on social media as well. People want to keep up with you. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, okay. So um, they can reach me at... Uh, well, I have a website, SusanEisenbergVoice.com. So you can always reach me, email me through that. And um, Instagram and uh, threads. And <laughs> I mean, is it, how long do you have? <laughs> um, you know, a little bit of Twitter left. And, um, you know, there's just so many now, right? No Social kidding. apps, it's just crazy. But mostly Instagram and threads and uh, my website and a little bit of Twitter, but we do have the account on Twitter, mm-hmm. the OG Justice, Justice League. So, I mean, I'm there. I'm available, people. I'm out there. You can find me. And don't forget to use hashtags if you have any questions about this, our podcast. Yes. And Susan, I know when you posted on Instagram, you got a lot of immediate response about doing this particular show that we've now launched our inaugural episode. So if any of you have questions, you can direct them to Susan on Instagram. Uh, you can direct them to me at Geek Me Radio on Twitter or directly at the podcast at OG Justice League on Twitter and just use the hashtag JL Revisited. And if you want to stick in the hashtag JL Reunion as well, we wouldn't be mad at you. That'd be good. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And Dan, we do greatly appreciate you being our inaugural victim. Sorry, guest on this, uh, on this, (laughs) (laughs) on this, maiden voyage of our show thank you so much for taking the time today and uh, giving your insights it's always great to hear from you it's great uh, to, i mean oh it's great to be here <laughs> so, so, no, it's, it's dan, so fun to talk about this stuff so and we'll talk about this at another time but dan do you remember we saw each other at a comic-con and uh-huh. i had i was signing the photos yeah. of the bat the wonder bat kiss I, I just i just shared that recently so yes yes uh, so it does that 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 photo has been on Facebook recently. Aww. So we'll, we'll revisit you. We'll revisit that. And, you know, we'll hopefully have you back to talk about that. Sure. But um, that had made such an impact on me. That was, it was just so lovely seeing you at a con and, and just, you know, it's just, there's, it's just sweet. So uh, thank you thank so you. much for thank being you. a part of this. And, you know, it just means the world to both of us. Uh, thank you so much. It, it really is such a joy working with you and 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 seeing you every time I get a chance to. So thank you. It, it's, thank it's, you. And we'll uh, definitely but, have you back but, on as well, Dan, yeah. because obviously you, sure. okay. you, did, you had a lot of impact on this series. So uh, you'll be your phone will be ringing off the hook from Susan and I both. Believe me. <laughs> Please don't change your number. No, no. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Welcome. So, Susan, our first episode is under our belts. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased. <laughs> I mean, I thought it went really well. What do you think? No, I liked it. So, you're you're okay with everything I did? You're going to keep me on as your co-host? Um, well, it depends. Are you going to keep me on as your co-host on your radio program? Well, of course, that's a given. I mean, that's just <laughs> goes without saying. Well, Come on. I think we make a pretty good team. And this is the thing. Like I said earlier, you bring the geek. I bring whatever I bring. And I think that's really important, you know, that there's that balance that we have. And we've had it for a long time. That's why we're friends. And, um, you know, I'm excited. This is, this is, I'm excited. Aren't you? Definitely. And I think uh, the fans, you know, here's our first episode. So if, if you liked this episode, those of you who are listening, tell your friends that Justice League is back in its own special way this is a this is a great deep dive for any of you who are fans of the show but want a little bit more this is hopefully what we're going to bring what we brought to you today susan and i are going to reach out to our contacts susan has far many more contacts than i do so she'll be doing the heavy lifting there but it'll be great to hear from some of these people i know i was so excited i want to jump to the justice league unlimited because ken schreiner green arrow messaged on your <laughs> Instagram and said, Hey, I'm ready and willing and standing by. So there's already people like that lined up, ready to jump on with us. It's going to be great. 
Ken is always ready. I mean, you know, he's just there. You know, he's just he's waiting. <laughs> he's waiting for the phone to ring. For, so, yeah, no, he's a given. And hopefully we'll have some wonderful guests and it'll be a good season. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, I'm excited to watch the shows. You know, I mean, it was such it, I enjoyed watching that three parter so much. Um, and I wanted to mention before I forget, uh, you know, you and I talked about me doing this podcast because of the strike yes. that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the the actors, the Screen Actors Guild, um, SAG after it is on strike. And there was some concern that I wouldn't be able to do this podcast um, because I'm talking about a show um, that is uh, was done through a company that we are striking against. But I was informed that it would be okay because it's a different contract than the contract that is being struck right now. So I just wanted to mention it because there we're all just still out there um, fighting uh, for a fair contract. And, you know, um, you know, the fight, the fight is continuing. And I just, you know, I wanted to mention it because it's a, it's serious. And the guilt, you know, when I, when I talked to SAG-AFTRA, they, they were lovely and they, they, they researched it for me and made sure this was kosher. Um, but I don't want to forget all those people out there who, you know, like myself, who are still striking. Yes. So I I just wanted to mention that it's over for the writers. It looks like it looks like the writers are taken care of. So hopefully the writers keep standing in solidarity with the actors, just as the actors stood in solidarity with the writers. And hopefully this can all be resolved uh, to the, to everyone's satisfaction that we get back to making the art that everyone loves, uh, especially stuff like this that we're going to talk about here almost what, 22 years later. Yeah, and the sooner the better. That's all I'm going to say. The sooner we, the sooner we get it resolved, the better. And the sooner we get a fair contract, the better. So, just wanted to throw that out to my uh, SAG after you know brothers and sisters, as it were. There you go. And again, we will be dropping these. We're hoping, we're aiming for twice a month. So our next episode will cover Blackest Night, which gives John Stewart, Phil Lamar, Green Lantern, his origin of his character. Uh, delves into the Manhunters. That's a great episode too. These just the drama in these. Oh, I'm so excited to go back and rewatch that one. <laughs> so if you're listening, go ahead and rewatch Blackest Night. That's a two-parter. And then if you have any questions, hashtag JL Revisited on Twitter or directly to Susan on Instagram. And that's how we're going to continue going forward with this with this Justice League Revisited podcast. And yes, so just everybody, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this. And let me just add that the conversation continues. Continues.